Hello and welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host, Shane Lee. Today on the show, Stuart Clark, a former Australian cricketer and fast bowler, playing 24 tests and 39 one-day internationals for his country. He took 93 test wickets at an average of only 23.86. Post-career, he's been a cricket manager for Cricket New South Wales and the Sydney Sixers. He has a law degree, a Master of Commerce, and has worked with New South Wales Rugby League. He's a keen golfer and father of three. And Rachel Beck, an Australian stage television actress and singer, she made her way onto our screens in the popular TV sitcom Hey Dad and has starred in musical productions such as Cats, Beauty and the Beast, Les Mis, Sound of Music, to name a few. She's a huge supporter of the Australian Children's Music Foundation and does all this as a mother of two. Let's get started. Get started on the show today, Stuart Clark. Welcome, Stuart. Hello, mate. How are you? Lovely to see you. Haven't bumped into you for a while, but uh, looking forward. I've listened to your podcast, so it's great that you've actually asked me to be on it rather than me just listening to all the other good guests you've had. See, we'll get some (laughs) more downloads now. Um, And Rachel Beck, um, Australian stage television actress. Welcome, Rachel. And I can't catch a ball. You can't catch a ball. Welcome. No, but that's okay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's really great to talk to. some people from totally different, Absolutely. you know, backgrounds. That's right. And that's the whole idea of the podcast. I thought um, one thing I always found, um, a lot of sportsmen were attracted to entertainers and vice versa. Mm. And what I worked out is that to be really good at sport, you have to be somewhat unemotional. We have to do our job day in, day out. Mm. But to be in the arts, Rachel, you have to be totally emotional. Mm. And, and I read that you learned at a very young age you could tap into your emotions like that. Mm. Is that true? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I do my research. When I said that, <laughs> I think you made it up. Um, well, I yeah, perhaps perhaps you're born with that ability mm. and that um, that I suppose you, if you're nurtured in that way to express yourself and my dad was also, he directed musicals when I was growing up and he was head of economics and drama growing wow. up. So it was, wow. it was that really double-sided thing, <laughs> which is great, helped me. You know, not spend all my money being yeah. an actor. We yeah. used to do. Um, but, uh, yeah. Budgeted well. Yeah, during budget, that. budget well. Um, but yeah, I, I I can. But you know, it's funny that you say we have with the cricketers. You uh, have to almost be non-emotional yeah. because there are there are a lot. There's a lot of pressure on us, and I think the similarity is that under under high performance pressure, which we do opening nights and live performance in front of millions of people. That's right. Um, th- there's a similarity as well because you can't really you, – you have to be able to tap into your emotions but not let them overtake you. That's right. You still have to have that mm. steel inside, you know, that, mm. that you have to hit the mark. You have to hit the note. Mm. You have to um, hit the emotional uh, depth and height mm. when you're when you're acting. Absolutely. You know, so there's a, there is an amount of um, control as well. Yeah, and, and Stuart, on that, so um, – I read that, and I forgot this totally, that um, after only seven first-class matches, your bowling average was 124, <laughs> was, which is like... Was it 200? It was 200 at one stage. Well, it's, it's through the roof, right? And then you didn't play for two years and you came back. So what, what did you change in your head to... Because you clearly, your stats now say you're a great, mm. great fast bowler, but, but what did you change in your mindset? <laughs> That's probably an interesting... I don't know how this works for everyone, but what I did was I, I sort of... You grow up and you know, we're all the same. We, we want to play, we want to achieve, we want to get to the highest possible bit. You put so much pressure and so much emphasis on that mm-hmm. that I found by letting go of it and that right. two years out, I almost the dream had almost died. Like it was not going to happen. But then away, I trained, did all the stuff, kept doing it. But I realized I loved the game. Mm. Take all the pressure away of wanting and the outcome rather than the process. Mm. And then uh-huh. you find that 
well, it's just a game, isn't it? And we go and have fun. Yeah. Um, and you weren't playing and you didn't drop as many catches, so it made it a lot easier when I got more wickets. <laughs> no, uh, but I think... Oh, yeah. well, these two. <laughs> we go. Here we go. <laughs> I think... I we think back that, <laughs> that bit was, I took away the pressure that existed. And I imagine that's the same in all industries. When you want to mm. get somewhere, mm. you put your life into it. And if it doesn't quite click straight away, you mm. can actually spiral a little bit out of control. So the, the, mm. the one common thing that most successful men and women have in sport that most of them have played against adults at a young age, um, so they're really, really tested. But you, you came into this entertainment career at mm. a very, very young age. Mm. How, how was that for you? Like, were you just, is, well, is I, ignorance bliss? I think I was a big fish in a little pond. I mm. grew up in Alstonville, which is near Ballina. Yep. And uh, all we had was you know, the local dancing school, Steadford's competitions. There you go. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> you know, we're auditioning all the time. We're yeah. competitive. And I think that I auditioned for Cats, the musical, when I was 13. Wow. And they said, if we could find another person to share the role with you, we'll give you the role. But they couldn't. So by the time I was 15 and 16 by opening night, they said, okay, you can play Teaser, which is a, a role in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I left home. I left school. I went down to Melbourne on my own. I'd never been to Melbourne. and I was 16. Doing, yeah, yeah wow. 15 even. And I was doing a show eight times a week with adults, you know, yeah. crazy, crazy dancers who are, you know, all smoking drugs and yeah. <laughs> doing all that sort of yeah, stuff, cool. these country girls. So you're right, I was thrust into this adult world and I learnt on the job. You know, I didn't go to NIDA, I didn't go to any of those acting schools, right. but I yeah, I did my own training and mm-hmm. I had my own private trainers, but a lot of my training was done on the job. On the job, with yeah. fantastic people, fantastic directors. I had to hit the mark, you know. Yeah. So I, I had to pull myself up there. Mm. And what's that audition process like? I know as a, a sportsman you, you get – Picked or dropped from a team, and sort of you find out either by reading the paper or oh, you, really? you never, you never no, get a call. Not anymore, but used to, yeah. Yeah, but but what's it what's it like for, for an actor like to get that real negative feedback? You've mm. got to be your skin's you got to be have, thick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have to find a way to not take it personally because for us it could be you've got blonde hair, not dark hair, yeah. or two inches too tall, mm. or short for me yeah. Um, yeah, I'm tiny. Uh, <laughs> um, but it is hard because you might audition for a month you might do mm. 10 auditions like for Beauty and the Beast which I did I, I had eight auditions which were three hours long yeah. wow. you know, every time and you might get to the last two people and then not get it after mm. all of that work Sharing. and that will be that will be a contract for a year or two or three could change your whole life yeah. so it's hard to find that it's a it's the juxtaposition of gunning for it, but but letting it go mm. also because it's it'll hurt you. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I was listening. That it's actually not even your decision sometimes because it's the perception of what the person looking at you wants. Yeah, you, you, totally. You'd be the and greatest, you never know. Yeah, yeah, the greatest player at the wrong time, or there's no spot in the team, mm. or you know, because there said, are already people who have your skills. Correct, and mm. that, I look at that and go, that's so similar to sport in the sense that. It, there is some luck played in it, you know. Some guys make it because they're just great. You know, look at Warney or someone like that. Yeah. Well, He's a once-in-a-lifetime once yeah. player. Yeah. But, you know, even look at your brother Brett. Like, yep. he had something very special. He bowled ridiculously fast, which no one in the world yep. in the world could do. Mm. You know, pick him. But he's one of the very few. Mm. And I'd imagine the, the um, entertainment industry is like that because it's mm. not what – you want to do it's what someone else wants, wants and, the, and their vision of what they're seeing exactly because so, you've got the direction. Someone like yourself, right? You're a fast bowler. Mm. You couldn't bat that well, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but so, so it's really simple. You, you had to bowl fast and take wickets. But 
for yourself, you're you're an actress. Mm. Um, you're, you're a great singer mm. um, and a dancer. You're right, and a dancer, right? Mm. So. Mm. First thing, first question is. Um, we call them triple threats. A, yeah, well, that's four. Quadruple threat, yeah. But what's your favourite? Gosh, that's a really hard uh, question. I think that I like the combination and any okay. role that people have asked me, what are your favourite roles? It probably is a combination of that or a fantastic acting role. I love acting. Yeah. Um, but I think that what makes me employable in that way is because I've honed each of those skills immensely yeah you know i can't just do a little tiny bit of tapping like i'm a tapper mm. i could i do a tapping i can do a, tap, a tapping show on mm. its own yeah okay right um or sing i do corporate work sing on my own i you know i do acting i, I do tv or films or mm. indie films so i think you need to do that in my industry to to have all of those um aspects finely honed in order to stay in work mm. so it's it's interesting because it's you know like you guys, when you're at the top of your field, only 5% or something of yeah. people in our industry are employed. Mm. So it's um, it's very – you mean people are fantastic gymnasts now and juggle and play instruments. So yeah. there's a, there, there are more skills. They're wanting more skills and more skills. It's interesting. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing is too, like um, what I found – Interesting about, about you both is that you're multi-skilled. Like Stuart, you're, you're a master of commerce, mm. a, a law degree. Mm. Um, what, what's your what's your f- parents' heritage? Again? Is it <laughs> um, mum and dad were born in India? Yeah, so so they also wanted a doctor. They have doctor or lawyer. Doctors <laughs> really lawyers. disappointed when they got a straight cricketer and a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> doctors, lawyers, engineers. So that's what Indians' parents. They, that's the culture they were brought up. Yeah, I actually think. Look, they wanted me. I went to engineering for two weeks right at the you know, finished school. Yeah. What are you going to – someone just said, you should do engineering. Two weeks of the worst two weeks of my life. <laughs> really? I'm not even interested one little bit. But that's what I, – I basically quit. I said, I'm not going for to play cricket. So I went and worked in hospitality and, you know, behind a bar and all that type of stuff. And then cricket took off. But I don't know. I just – I always had the thirst to go and educate myself. And I could always do it. So mm. it was never – it was that – I remember sitting there and you guys sometimes, not so much you, but – Yep. Why are you doing this? This is boring. Yeah. But I actually had a bit of a love for it and I quite mm. enjoyed it. So it was no drama to pick up a book and read it. Yeah. And you know, think about you think about law, um, which I try not to do a lot of these days, yeah. but it's basically judgments of, you know, people, you know, judges sitting there and you know, well, you're guilty and yep. you're you're innocent, you know, in a criminal sense or and these long winded reasons of how they got there based on previous decisions. Previous decisions, yeah. yeah. And after a while, the patterns become very similar that, and the judges become very similar and some of them waffle on. And if you go back to the oldie days of, you know, you know I'm saying, you know, the 60s, 70s, some yeah. of these cases go on like, the, what's the, I've lost, forgotten it now, but, you know, the Tasmanian dams or Marbo yep. Yep. or mm. there's actually about four good paragraphs in the Marbo case, <laughs> but there's, it's like 400,000 words, yeah. but there's really four or five really important parts once you can find it. I just found an appetite for that. And then I went with it and I kept doing it. And it's actually changes the way you think about things sure. and everything's very logical now. And also to, to add on that, I've, I've found to have interests that are totally different from your career, it again takes the pressure mm, off correct. that one thing, off yeah. not being so blinkered. And when I, you know, I, I train a lot of people, I, you know, go to NIDA or WAPA, which are our training schools, and I, I always encourage the kids to have other interests to, to become uh, to fall in love with other things. Yes, yeah. because I agree. you know we're human, and there's only one little, small, tiny, short life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we, yep. you know, uh, uh, have breadth. I say that too. I coach my son's cricket team, yep. and say that, and you see all these parents, not so much our team, but all the teams you play against, mm-hmm. and they all come in, and oh, he's going to be a cricketer for Australia. Or he, he wants to be a professional cricketer. 
Oh, just relax with that. That's, yeah. that's a really, it's a really big statement. He's really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but there's between where you are at fifteen to where you are at twenty. Big difference. There are millions of steps, and, and I don't mm. say acting. Acting be exactly the mm. same, but, and a lot yeah. of luck, yeah. as you yeah. say. As we were talk, you know, speaking before the podcast, you know, there's a lot of luck. There's right time, right place. You've got to be the right person in the right time, at the right place. You've got to have the skills that they want. You've got to have, for me, the look that they want. Mm. You know, yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of lot of stuff yeah. that comes and, into and, it, and it is what it is, right? Yeah. You know, there's an old saying: you know, if your auntie had balls, she'd be your uncle. It, it is what it is, yeah, right? It is. It's like that. We'll take a little break now. We're here at um, Bell's Hotel Woolamaloo. That's Woolamaloo with eight zeros. <laughs> Just saying, it's a real good old fashioned pub menu here. Um, I think well, I'm going to go with the fried chicken burger. Hopefully that's locale with some chips on the side. I think Stuart wants a pepperoni pizza. I think Rach might even have the margarita pizza as well. Of course, we'll have an O'Brien beer to wash that down with. It's a nice day here. I'll make a little bowl of rosé. Let's get started. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Spartan Sports is recognised as one of the world's most exciting and innovative sporting brands with a community focus. Our product range across cricket, rugby, football, volleyball, basketball and fitness has been developed to sell directly to any club, school, corporate or individual. Go to our website and order directly to your front door. www.spartansportshq.com Spartan Sports, unearth the warrior in you. Um, I want to ask, Rachel, if I can, about the, you know, the time at Hey Dad with, yeah. uh, with the Robert Hughes, and, and please mm. don't answer anything you don't want to answer here, but... Mm. but now looking back at the situation you're in as a, a young child actor mm. and having kids yourself now, yeah. is your view on the entertainment industry changed or are you wary, are you concerned or are you still? I'm really excited that the Me Too movement has has come out in that way. I mean, you, you know, I think it's very um, – I think I really uh, – we have to talk about this because mm. I know that um, I've got a lot of kids. I have two daughters, but I have a lot of my friends bringing up sons and, and they're finding it hard to navigate their way during yes. this time. Mm. Um, and also non-violence towards women and things. Where do we stand? We, we're not violent. You know, it's, yeah. we, need to, we, we need to, as a society, talk about yeah. how we bring up our young men yeah. yep. um, to still make them proud to be me- yeah. male. Yep. Yep. Um, but having said that, I'm really glad that this is all being spoken about now. And, yes. you know, there's a lot of things in place when we walk into a room to start a new job. You know, th- there are a lot of things in place that weren't there before. To protect. So, to protect. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I came into Hey Dad about four years into it. So, a lot of that stuff happened. All of that right. stuff happened before I even came yep. in. Yep. Um, and certainly, I'm totally, totally against it. Yeah. Uh, but all I can say is I'm, yeah, I'm really glad that now there is protection. Now people are talking about it. Now it doesn't have to be hidden. Now, you know, um, even though sometimes we might have 
tipped too far. I yep. think that sometimes we need to go that far to be able to find yeah. a balance. Yeah, I, yeah agree. I agree. If you get to the end, then you can work backwards from there to, uh-huh. to where balance is. Can I ask you a really funny question about, hey, Dad, do you still yeah. get recognised? Yes. Do people still go, yeah, yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> our age group. Our age group. Yes, totally. Because <laughs> I don't know, you might get this, but I get um, – uh, Uber drivers that are delivering food that are from Bangladesh and India and places like that, that come up to me and want to. I yeah. was there in tw- you yeah. know, 2004 and yeah. I'm like, where were you? <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> and they remember, and they're, they're very specific moments in other people's lives. Mm. So people remember your time on Hey Dad. Yeah. They were doing X, Y, and Z, or, and they mean so much to them. And I'm a little bit blase about it. So I remember it, but I don't, I'm not like a few of my, you know, Glenn or someone yeah. like that really remembers certain things. Yes. And, you know, mm. 300s, we, oh yeah, I got a few and yeah. I, I'm not like that. But mm. to these people, and I find it quite off-putting. My kids think it's hilarious when <laughs> you're standing in Guzman and Gomez <laughs> yeah. and some Uber driver comes up and says, can I get a photo? And you've got a bunch of, Cronulla's are pretty... Yeah, Caucasian yeah. type town, yeah. and all these people look at you. Yeah, that's right. Or do you get the um, do you get the old yeah? Um, I know you. Yeah. I know you. I'm like, what party was I at? Yeah, yeah I get that. Like what at have I done? Three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. I get that. Like, where do I know you from? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I, know. I, I generally get into it to a taxi. He goes, Shane Lee. Yeah, how's Brett? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's great. Yeah, doing, doing really well. We'll be out of isolation soon, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, Rachel, any of your kids showing any real appetite for, for, for the theatre or to sing or – Yes, can, can and you, I'm clamping down on it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not encouraging it. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the youngest one, Roxy's definitely uh, got the bug. Has she? Awesome. Yeah. So I am making sure she doesn't do much training. And yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not encouraging her. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we all know that if it's in a child, it's, if, if yeah. it's in you, it's in you. That's right. They will drive themselves. Yeah. They will, you know. Mm. So I, 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 I let her find her passion for it. Nice. But I don't you know, give her a lot of opportunities because it's a really hard road. And I know that if, because it's such a hard road, she has to have the tenacity Otherwise herself. You, can't, you can't do it for her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. So she's got to drive it. She's absolutely got yeah. to drive it, and I know that. Um, the older one has seen too much. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's, like, seen <laughs> us travel everywhere and yeah. not be in work and be yeah. in work and then yeah. – yeah. So she's a, she's a little more practical. Right. So, so she's chosen not to really – delve into it. She has singing lessons yep. and I love kids. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm a true. big, I do a lot of work in schools across Australia, mm. building and strengthening performing arts departments in mm. high schools. That's awesome. And doing workshops and out in Kununurra and everywhere. Yeah, well. um, because I I think that every child should should be exposed to. And, you, and, 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 you, to, and you've had a lot of teachers in your family too, haven't you? Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. You have done your research. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think children should have the opportunity to, to have a creative life as well. You know, have that sporting yeah. life, creative life. Yeah, sure. It's um, I think so. Very important. So, yeah. what about your kids, Stu? Are they any advertised to be any cricketing barristers down the track? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, it's a funny, you know. My son plays. They, they all. My daughter actually. My middle daughter wants to play, and I don't know why. I think it's because I'm around it all the time. And yep. yeah. yeah, I think she really likes it. And she's, how old's she? She's eleven. Okay. Thirteen. No, 12. Yep. She's yep. She took me some time to get there, didn't it? Um, she likes it. So she likes it. Son likes playing. My little one, it's funny, she hates sport. She's into arts and mm. loves dancing. She wants to sing and she detests sport. And I think it's just her nature that she's mm. just not into mm. it. And we say to her, you've got to play netball because we wanted to play a team sport. I agree. Mm. And yep. just to have a bit of t- – and she, mm. she's actually – 
quite good at it and she runs around, but she's just not interested. Nah. And, yeah. and you, yeah. you just, it's sort of just a, you got to play this year. Oh, one more okay, year Dad. and it's one more year and it's one more year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but, you know, if they're not into it, eventually they will find, the you know, the water will find the right level if you know mm. what I mean. They, mm. They'll get to wherever they get to. And if they want to be good at it, you're 100% right. They've got to mm. dedicate their time. But I say to them all that, you know, acting's different. You can keep acting till theoretically you're, Anthony Hopkins dead. and dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at all those. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eternal friends roll him out again. <laughs> and Lazarus, he's back. He's back. <laughs> but, but sport ends. Like, very, yeah. sport will end at yep. 35 in, yep. in cricketing terms. Mm. Maybe you can get away with it in golf, but mm. even that sort of ends 45. You know, mm. Mickelson probably changed the world a little bit, but, but you've got to be great of great of great. You can't mm. just be great it's yeah. in those sports. So make sure there's something else. Exactly right. Totally make sure there's something and, else. And Rex, I met you at the Australian Children's Music Foundation, which mm. is a, a wonderful charity set up by um, Don Spencer, the yeah. former um, Play School host. Um, yeah. And they raise money. I know you support it big time, but mm. they raise money to buy instruments, musical instruments, or give music lessons to young, talented kids. Yeah, but not, that, not just young, yeah. talented kids, but um, also low socioeconomic schools. Sorry, I meant that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, is, um, which is wonderful. Fantastic. Absolutely yep. fantastic. Yeah. And again, you know, when they do these uh, music lessons, they find out in the outback, the school attendance rate goes up from 20% to 80%. Wow. You know, because there's something that yeah. they feel as though they can do. There's something that's, you know, they're drumming, they're, they're you know, creating mm. stuff. So it's it's wonderful. I mean, I do a lot of events for them and help organise uh, events and raise money and go out and talk to schools. So, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about it. It's good. And funny thing, we spend a lot of time in coaching kids in schools and that sort of yeah. stuff. It's, it's quite rewarding, isn't it? Look, I find it fun. I, I don't want to ever do it professionally. <laughs> Coaching is just not my go. I, you know, but it's funny. You, you go to schools and you, and you go to some of those outback schools when you, mm. when you do. And just to see the look on their face because they don't have a lot. Like yeah. We're a bit lucky in the city. We've got mm. you know, everything, everything, everything here. Yeah. There are nets. Yeah. There are facilities. You know, if you, you know, and, and our kids are, are lucky in the sense that you know, if they want to get coaching, we can find someone. Mm. But you go mm. out there and, and just look at it. And I think that sort of sets them apart because they've got more drive out there because to mm. get it, to move or to do anything, they've got to have that will. Mm. Um, but it's good when you see them and they actually achieve something and you go out to these country towns and you show your kid something and then he does it and he, yeah. and he actually gets a good warm feeling. And you get a bit of a warm feeling, oh, geez, that's really worked and you've helped him. If you're enjoying this episode, maybe check out a previous episode where I spoke to Ian Speed Kennedy and Roger Corsa, the actor. We spoke about all things policing and acting. So, Rachel, so COVID, I'm assuming, has been a nightmare for anyone in the entertainment game, mm. um, but it's hopefully coming back now. What mm. What's happening with, for yourself at the moment? What's on the horizon? What are you up to? Uh, well, I'm just about to do a show in Adelaide at the Regal Theatre. I'm doing a tour of South Australia Fantastic. in about three weeks. Yep. Um, What's the show? The it's wine, called the This Girl, which is my one-woman show. Oh. Yeah, the wineries. Exactly. Going to, going I wish the wineries. I was, actually. <laughs> um, I might visit a couple. <laughs> yeah, my one-woman show. And wow. I've got some shows with Michael Cormick, who was my beast in Beauty and the Beast, yep. at um, Arkarula. Do you know where that is? No. Yeah, it's out in the desert in West uh, – no, in South Australia yeah. by a waterhole, Echo Point waterhole. People have to fly in there or drive six hours. One of those really once-in-a-lifetime cool. experiences. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, I'm actually – Funnily enough, I'm um, backing up Killing Heidi at a gig as well. Wow. Cleve, Cleve, a blast um, the past. I know. How about that? What do you do in these one? Do you sing, dance, sing? Or, yeah, and, I sing. And, and yeah. Do, do comedy, a few jokes in there, or? Oh well, you'll always. Well, 
I love the comedy, so I'll always put a couple of, <laughs> couple of jokes in. Oh, yeah, not like that. Yeah, three men walk into a bar, that type of stuff. Really no, funny stuff. Maybe not that, but, um, but I'll tell them the time when I did go on a date with Russell Crowe. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll have a few jokes, but I think what I'll do is perhaps sing music from our era, but also from... Also, some really interesting songs from my genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be great. So there's a few things opening up. It's fantastic. We've got an indie film coming. Yeah, it's it's good. Things are getting there. Fantastic. And I'm um, not doing any comedy or singing. Well, no, no, I'm no, done. No, 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 nor should you. Please don't. And so, Rachel, I read too that um, interesting comment uh, that you said that when you were uh, performing or acting in in the theatre and musical, you you fell in love not in a romantic way, but you mm. used to fall in love with, with your lead actor every time. Mm. Oh, is yeah. That, so totally. The, the bond that you have I to think, form, let's explain that. Yeah, I, I think the thing is I remember Kate Blanchett once saying um, she thinks the best actors are the ones who can trick themselves oh. into believing they are someone else. Mm. You know, that's, wow. that's the mm. full method actor type of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, as actors we have to – we have to go from our experiences. We have to pull from our experiences and our emotions and things mm-hmm. that we've felt before. So you are giving that person yeah. those feelings, and and you're and you're pretending in a way that you're falling in love with them. So you have to find something you like about them, and you know that has to grow for it to be believable. If you hate them, or if they well, that would have been tough when you played it across from Hugh Jackman, wouldn't oh, it? Terrible. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, even, yeah, right. I think even yeah. most yeah. blokes had a man crush <laughs> on him. Good to see a battler doing well, yeah, isn't totally, it? Yeah. Totally, I know. What has he done? <laughs> Ever done again? Um, but he, yeah, oh, he's like a puppy dog. He's yeah. he's lovely. Yeah, um, is he that nice? He's not my type. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, he's so generous. He's yep. so beautiful. He's um, open. Mm, yeah. Just everything you see in an interview is That's absolutely him. how yeah, he is. Okay. There's no airs and graces. There's no, ah, just beautiful. Have you had the opposite where you just hated the, and don't even have to name him. The other side is like, this bloke said, you know. Absolute. He's a knob in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have actually. Yeah. I have had that before and I've just had to pretend he's someone else. There you go. There you go. And so, so you're, you're currently, um, you said before, you're currently uh, unemployed, which must, must be must be good. What, what's, what's on the horizon for you, mate? Um, well, it's been sort of four or five months. Yeah. Now. I finished up at rugby league. I, I actually have enjoyed the time off. I worked out that played cricket and yep. went straight into a corporate life for basically 10 years straight. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sort of – I got itchy feet about two months. Someone said, when you finish, they said, oh, look, you, you'll enjoy your time off. And then one day you'll wake up and go, it's time. Mm. About two months ago, it was like I got out of bed and went, I just can't sit here anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm mentally yeah. not being stimulated. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think the wife wants to kick me out of the house as well because she's had enough of me just yeah, well, that's loitering around and <laughs> annoying her. Yeah, that's right. The golf handicap's down to about four now, so it's not really wow. – there's nowhere else for it to that's go. That's good golf. You play all the time, mate, because I've got yeah. nothing else to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm looking around at the moment. I'm, I'm actually in the process of seeing what's about and considering what's next. But I think something in sport. I like being in sport. Yeah. It's good fun. And what, what was rugby league like working in that? I mean, tough. Oh, it? look, it was rough and tumble. Like yep. It was just make sure you duck at the right time and don't poke your head up occasionally because you get shot. Sure. Um, but, you know, we were running the State of Origin team and things like that. So, you know, you, you turn up with all these – it was good just to be around these athletes because they're such big and such oh, fit. And you, and you see them and you look at them and you think, you know, you bowl a cricket ball to them, they'll all jump out of the way like a, yeah. like a 14-year-old girl. But, you know, if you <laughs> say to them, look, get that ball and run into those other five big blokes, they'll do it happily. Mm. And you try – and I yeah, tried no. to look at them and try and analyse what makes you tick. 
and, yeah. and I could never get to it. That, but they're just a special breed. They're huge athletes, and I get really frustrated now. What I've learned is, you hear these comments, "Oh, he's not having a go today," or "He's soft, this bloke." And you go, "Mate, there's nothing, nothing soft, soft about, about any of these blokes. Yeah, they yeah, are yeah. the <laughs> toughest, toughest athletes you've ever yeah, seen. And and a lot tough of, in what way?" Oh, mentally, because mentally they get tough. beaten up. Yeah. yeah. And they get beaten up and physically because they really built themselves to be at the right level to compete. Mm. And, and you and see and what you're they're seeing the after effects now for some of yeah. them with yeah. like lost dementia and lost yeah. memory. It's really, really scary. It's I think you're going to see some. Yeah. some I have class the utmost respect there, for yeah. them. Yeah. And, and they all, a lot of them come from really low socioeconomic backgrounds mm. yeah. where it takes a special breed. And, and I see them, when I see them around now, I just look and think, you're an amazing athlete. Yeah. I love hearing that because, yeah. you know, sometimes there is that mentality people sort of go, oh, yeah, they're thugs, they're yeah. um, meatheads, da da da. But there's, a, there's an absolute skill, a tenacity. Sure. I think, you know, I think any um, any athlete or person who is at the top percent of their um, I don't know their, their workplace or their their mm-hmm. skill has to be smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have to be smart to get there. They have yeah. they have to have that special something that magic that that makes them. Up there. Yeah, I totally you know agree, I mean? yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so I ask um, every guest on the show the same question, and I'll ask you first, Rachel. Um, if there was a young boy or girl who wanted to go into acting or to the arts, what advice would you give them? Mm. <sighs> Only go into it if you have to do it, if you have to do it. Right. Um, not if, if you're going, oh, should I do this, should I do that? Oh, I'd rather like it. Yeah. It's not for you. Okay. It's not for you. You, you, have, to, you have to do it, and also – um, if you audition, find a way to to make it not personal and walk yeah. out of the room and let it go. Yes, let it go. That's that's a that's big a, lesson. That's in a life. skill. In that's itself. a skill in life oh, for everyone, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. And sure, if a young boy or girl cricketer um, they want to go into sport as a career, what advice would you give them? Uh, look, it's hard. It's brutal. Um, be make sure there's a fallback position, mm-hmm. and you know whether it be cricket or rugby league that. You may make it and you may have all the talent in the world, but you may not make it. But if there's something else, then I think it, it makes it easier on yourself. Um, and from a cricket point of view, learn to field. <laughs> there's too many kids that can bat and bowl and can't field to save themselves. Very specific, I know. How do you learn to field? Uh, I didn't. I never did. Lots of running? I, no, no. Lots I never did, or? so I can't answer the question. But. A mate said to me once, he said, Shane, why, why don't you still play cricket? I said, because you play on a parched outfield with a parched throat and every second bloke calls you a prick. <laughs> <laughs> there's, not, there's not much upside, is there? I see, I see way too many kids now that can all bat and bowl. Yep. And when you say you've got a field, they go, what do you mean? I mean, Think about it. You do more of that than any. if you want to be a cricketer. Yeah, got to love fielding. Mm. And if you don't, don't play. Well, I think when I think you both are coming on the show, I think the, the the common thread here is that you both have had long careers. Um, yeah. You both have had setbacks, um, and we all do in life. But you've got to keep getting up and and doing it, and um, and the rewards are there. But I think you've got to be really truly passionate don't you about oh, what you absolutely. do but thanks for coming on the show guys really appreciate thanks it thanks for having us thanks yeah. for having us it was great. we'll have a little bite to eat now and uh, that's it for us well perfect done. cheers Sorry, yay that's it for lunch with Lee this week a big thank you goes out to our guests Rachel Beck and Stuart Clark thanks to Hilton Headley for your hard work behind the scenes and making things happen and thanks to our sponsors Athlon Partners Spartan Sports and O'Brien Beer also, a big thank you goes out to Bell's Hotel, Woolloomooloo. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And do us a favour, hit five stars. And while you're there, if you're passionate, leave a review. 
and come find us out on our socials. I'm at Lunch With Lee. Next week, we'll be taking some more legends about sport, music and business on another Cracker episode of Lunch With Lee. We'll see you then. Do, do, do.